Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, What? more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. The scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. What happens when your dream job, your dream life, gets ripped out from underneath you? On February 3rd, 2012, a man started a deadly rampage after his dismissal from his dream job at the LAPD. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Christopher Jordan Dorner was born on June 4th, 1979 and grew up in Southern California as, according to his own statements, the only African-American student in his school from the first grade all the way to the seventh which, of course, led to altercations due to racism and general indifference amongst his classmates. Despite these hardships, Chris decided from a young age that, when he grew up, he would become a part of the California Police Department, something he hoped to achieve after years in the police youth program, graduating from Southern Utah University with a major in political science and minor in psychology, and service in the U.S. Navy Reserve, where he commanded a security unit at the Naval Air Station Fallon in Nevada. He was described as a well-liked man who, though keeping to himself most of the time, showed time and time again that he was a man of integrity and good morals. Once finding a bag containing $8,000 that belonged to a nearby church and returning it because, quote, the military stresses integrity and his mother taught him to be honest. After serving a few years with the military, Chris was honorably discharged in 2013 at the rank of lieutenant. 
a newly discharged man who had no children but had married and divorced by the time his military career ended, was finally ready to make his long-held dreams a reality and joined the LAPD in 2006. Unfortunately, almost as soon as his duties as a probationary officer started, they were interrupted when he was deployed by the Navy Reserve to Bahrain, where he stayed until July of 2007. Finally back on U.S. soil, Chris picked up where he left off and was paired with a training officer named Teresa Evans to complete his probationary period. According to later reports, on the very first day the pair worked together, Chris told Teresa that he planned on suing the LAPD after his probationary period because of the way they responded to the complaints he had previously made about his fellow classmates. His odd allegations went a step further when, on July 28, 2007, the pair responded to a call in San Pedro regarding a man suffering from schizophrenia and severe dementia. When the call was complete, Teresa, as was her job, gave Chris a performance review and stated that he needed to improve in three different areas, something he clearly did not like. The following day, Chris filed a report against his training officer, alleging that she used excessive force in her treatment of the man that they had to arrest, saying she kicked him once in the chest and once in the face while he was handcuffed on the ground. Because of his complaint, the LAPD launched an investigation into her response. Teresa was placed on desk duty and not allowed to earn money outside of her job with the department. A review board was gathered, and Christopher took on former LAPD captain Randall Kwan as his attorney in the matter. During the review, a number of witnesses testified that they never saw Teresa Evans kick the man in question, even saying the man himself, Christopher Gettler, came into the police station after receiving medical treatment and never once mentioned an officer assaulting him. But, according to the victim's father's testimony, Christopher told him later that day that he was kicked by one of the officers. Randall Kwan showed a videotape interview where Christopher Gettler said that he was kicked in the face by a female officer. But, when testifying at the hearing, Christopher's responses were considered, quote, generally incoherent and non-responsive leading to the final ruling that Teresa Evans responded appropriately and that Chris Dorner had lied. As a result, Chris was fired from his dream job in 2008, with his lawyer crying unfair treatment and claiming that his client was being made a scapegoat by the LAPD. He appealed his termination with the Los Angeles County Superior Court, who upheld the department's decision and again in October of 2011 with the California Court of Appeals who concluded that the LAPD had substantial evidence for its findings and that Chris Dorner was not credible in his allegations. To say he was furious would be a vast understatement. On February 1st, 2013, Anderson Cooper came into his office and found a package containing a DVD in which Chris Dorner pleaded his case against the LAPD, as well as a bullet-riddled challenge coin issued by LAPD Chief William Bratton and a note inscribed IMOA, one minute of angle, implying that the coin was shot at 100 yards with deadly accuracy. Two days later, Chris would prove that accuracy when he shot dead 28-year-old Monica Kwan and her 27-year-old fiancé, Keith Lawrence, in his car parked outside her Irvine condominium. Monica was the daughter of Randall Kwan, former LAPD captain and the lawyer who represented Chris during his trial. 
The very next day, he posted an 11,000-word manifesto online and said that his motive for the killings was to clear his name, writing, quote, I will not be alive to see my name cleared. That's what this is about, my name. And listing about 40 law enforcement personnel whom he held responsible and was prepared to kill. He went on to say, quote, Unfortunately, this is a necessary evil that I do not enjoy, but must partake and complete for substantial change to occur within the LAPD and reclaim my name. The department has not changed since the Rampart and Rodney King days. It has gotten worse. And issued a single demand public admission by the department that his termination was in retaliation for reporting excessive force and asked that the media pursue the, quote, truth about his case. This, in conjecture with the murders, caused the LAPD to launch a major manhunt into Chris's whereabouts that spread all throughout California and into Nevada and Mexico, with security detail being set up for the more than 40 potential targets on Chris's list. The next day, February 5th, Chris checked into the naval base Point Loma in San Diego, but failed to check out, and on the 6th, was named as the prime suspect in the murders of Monica Kwan and Keith Lawrence. On February 7th, 2013, two LAPD officers were driving to a protection detail when they were flagged down by R.L. McDaniel at about 1 a.m. He claimed he saw a man matching Chris's description at a gas station in Corona, and the officers beeline to investigate the report. Following behind them was a pickup truck that eventually stopped, the driver got out, and fired a rifle at both of them. Both survived, but one was grazed in the head by the bullet. About 20 minutes later, two more officers from the neighboring Riverside Police Department were ambushed while stopping at a red light. One officer, Michael Crane, died as a result of his injuries, while the other managed to survive. About an hour and a half later, a man matching Chris's description was seen trying to steal a boat in San Diego, and a federal criminal complaint was filed against him for trying to flee California to avoid his prosecution. Hours later, the burning remains of his Nissan Titan were found near Big Bear Lake, and 125 officers fanned out to try and find him. They were unsuccessful. While all of this was happening, a terrified police department made some false moves that, rightfully so, caused a stir within the media. On three separate occasions that day, a police officer fired at someone who turned out not to be Christopher Dorner. As a result, two women, 71-year-old Emma Hernandez and her 47-year-old daughter, Margie Carranza, were shot without warning in their light blue Toyota Tacoma while delivering papers for the Los Angeles Times. Their car was seen heading towards the home the officers were protecting, and they thought it must be Chris coming to take another name off of his list. Both were injured, but thankfully both survived and were later paid $4.2 million in a settlement. The same thing happened to a man named David Perdue, who was on his way to the beach for an early morning surf. He was not hit by any bullets, but his vehicle was. He did, however, suffer from injuries after the police cruiser slammed into his truck to try and stop it before opening fire. His truck, like that of the women shot, did not match the color of Chris's truck, and in no way did they resemble him physically. David eventually received a $1.8 million settlement from the city of Torrance. With fear at an all-time high, on February 9, 2013, in response to his manifesto, 
LAPD Chief Charlie Beck informed Chris via the media that there would be a review of the disciplinary case that led to his dismissal. On the 10th, they offered a $1 million reward for information leading to his capture, and for the first time publicly, Chris's actions were labeled as a form of domestic terrorism. Later that day, a local Lowe's in Northridge was evacuated based on a potential sighting. This led nowhere. On February 11th, the Riverside DA filed former charges against Christopher Dorner for the murder of the officer and the attempted murder of three more. And on February 12th, police raided a hotel in Tijuana, Mexico, based on a tip that Chris was hiding out across the border. He was not found, and the San Bernardino County DA tweeted asking for the press to stop sending out tweets immediately and expressed how it was hindering the officer's safety and the investigation. The message was removed a few hours later. That same day, the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department responded to a report of a carjacking involving a white Dodge truck with fishing game officers spotting it near Big Bear Lake and recognizing the driver as Chris Dorner. Officers from numerous agencies sped over to the area and chased Chris into a cabin nearby, where he opened fire on two officers and hit them both. After being rushed to a nearby hospital, Detective Jeremiah McKay was pronounced dead. Still barricaded in a cabin, officers set up a manhunt to try and close in on the dangerous gunman, fearing that he might have hostages still inside. Trying to force him out, police used tear gas and began demanding his retreat over the loudspeakers. He did not respond, so police used a demolition vehicle to try and knock down most of the walls of the building before shooting a pyrotechnic tear gas canister into the cabin and causing a fire to ignite. A choice that would later be a great source of controversy. Shortly after the flames began, a single gunshot was heard by the officials surrounding the cabin. Then another, and then another, making it far too dangerous for the officers to enter and try and douse the flames. On February 13, 2013, official reports were made that a body had been found in the charred rubble of the cabin. The remains were positively identified as belonging to Christopher Jordan Dorner. And, two days later, an autopsy named his cause of death as a self-inflicted gunshot wound to his head. The same day, a news conference was held where Sheriff John McMahone reiterated the claims that the deputies had not deliberately set the cabin on fire. In the aftermath of his rampage and his death, the LAPD became the villain in the story, with many protesters objecting the manner in which Chris's dismissal was handled, the recklessness of the officers that caused civilian injury, and the allegations that the police intentionally started the fire to end Chris Dorner's reign of terror. In the end, though, as with the rampage, the protests came to a conclusion and many officers were left undisciplined. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to a terrible thing happened on February 4th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. <laughs>